1: welcome back to the latest episode of the god life culture podcast this is eddie
0: what's up everyone this is miguel and we are so excited and grateful that you are tuned in for another episode of the god life culture podcast if this is your first time listening if this is your first time watching we want you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode thank you so much for choosing to listen to the god life culture podcast and you know for all of you who are returning listeners that catch our episodes every week we just wanna say thank you so much for making us a part of your everyday life, your routines, your mornings, afternoons, nights, your drives, whatever it is. Um, you know, we are honored to be a part of your life.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really interesting how, you know, everybody has their own way of listening to podcasts. Yeah. You know, I'm a morning drive or maybe even sometimes in the afternoon, like if I don't finish a morning podcast. Uh, But there's people that do it while they're home, like a lot of people, I've heard this a lot too, a lot of people that live alone, um, they put on podcasts while they're at home, just so they feel like there's other people around them, Yeah, Uh, you know, and then there's people that put it on while they're cleaning or cooking, Uh, but I'm definitely a morning drive, podcast listener uh, type of a person, but you know what, hey, if you're listening to us in the morning, drive safely, it's the summertime, so usually during the summer there's less traffic because of the whole school situation, Um, so I hope you're getting to work a lot earlier than usual. Right.
0: (laughs) So thank you again for all of you who are, you know, listening and catching our episodes. Um, we are thankful. And today we want to get into this conversation. I think it's a conversation a lot of people can relate to. Um, and you know, I think at one point or another, it's something that you think about, especially once you're kind of past this stage. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, it's about your 20s so today we're going to be talking about things that we we wish we knew when we were in our 20s right our 20s you know when we think of in general right the 20s i think that is a time where a lot of people say really shapes your life right it kind of creates a foundation for your life Um, a lot of things happen in your 20s as far as like careers and maybe jobs Mm -hmm. and you know different choices that you have to make so i i definitely agree that your 20s it's a definitely an important moment in your life right yeah um and we're just gonna talk about things that you know we wish we knew when we were in our 20s -hmm. i'm 29 Mm -hmm. so i'm technically you know still at the end there but i'm at the end of it (laughs) you know what i mean um and you're not i'm 27
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i'm in my early 30s i'm i'm a brisk uh what is it like a prime i'm not sure um nice I was thinking like spring chicken. I don't know why, uh, but it's 34. It's thirty four, <laughs>
0: Right. So we're, you know, uh, st- like kind of fresh out of it. I'm almost out of it. Right. Yes. Getting there. Um, but yeah, we want to talk about it
1: today. So, yeah. And I think that, you know, the thing with the 20s is that after the 20s happen, you kind of realize um, that it's really your years of opportunities where, you know, because at the end of the day, you can make whatever decision, any changes, anything you want at yeah. any time on the spectrum of life, um, but I think that your twenties affords you a certain liberty um that as you get older, it kind of dissipates, yeah so, we'll talk yeah, a for bit sure. about for sure I that. mean
0: for me, i immediately when I think of this topic right, mm-hmm. or when I start you know going down um and reflecting, immediately, I think about saving money, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, like for me, um, even when I talk to people who are like in their early 20s or mm-hmm. just turned 20, or even like my brother who's five years younger, I'm always, you know, telling them, save money. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, I think about for me, I had my, f- like, I finished college right after college. Um, I had my first teaching job. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about that time, I still lived at home still at home, didn't have a bunch of bills at all. It was just like my car and like my phone at the time. And that's it. Um, And I was thinking about this once I, I started on the path, um, you know, thinking about marriage and saving Mm. and all that at that time, I thought back to like the two years I was working and I'm like, I remember saying like, what did I spend all my money on? You know <laughs> what I mean? And it's just interesting because I feel like, again, like you said, it's those years where there's like, you know, a lot of independence and freedom and opportunities. And mm. a lot of those things do cost money. Right. True. And a lot of those things do require money. Um, but also you're just, you know, having fun, you're out yeah. eating, you're, you know, going here, you're going there, you're doing a lot of different things. And when you don't have a bunch of bills mm. and you're still at home, you you just kind of tend to leave saving money, you know, at the back burner of yeah. stuff. And I think that saving money and even like building credit mm-hmm. when you're in your twenties, when you're young is something that, you know, you really need to take into consideration. You know yeah. what I mean? Whether it's, you're going to put a certain you know percentage of your money aside every week or from your check every week or something and just put it away. You know, I started doing that I want to say probably about, like, two years after, like, working like that, mm-hmm. um, I started putting money away, and the first big purchase that I made um, with that money that I had saved was mm-hmm. actually uh, my wife's uh, engagement ring. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, like, a really cool feeling to, like, completely pay that off, you know, um, in that moment. But I remember thinking that moment, oh, man, if I would have, like, started saving, like, you know, two years prior to this, like, you know... Things would be so different. You know what I mean? And I think once you start planning a wedding in your 20s and Mm -hmm. early 20s, I think that you begin to see like, okay, things really do cost money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we need money to survive. I mean, because you were married by 25, No. Twenty. I um. I I was thinking about
1: this. I was like twenty
0: five. I my birthday's in June. I got married in August. So I either just turned twenty five or I was twenty six. Yeah, same thing.
1: That's my same age range, uh, for getting married as well. And I think that is true. You know, the thing is, is that it's funny because you think about like, man, if I would have just started saving money when I was younger, uh, I would have so much saved up. But then I also think about I wasn't making as much, buddy. Right. You know. So it's kind of like where did my money go? Well, I was only making (laughs) two (laughs) dollars. So, yes, I could have saved it. And I right. really think that the biggest thing, you know, I was like that weird kid that at 18 I had life insurance. Like I was like <laughs> random like that, um, you know. So there were certain things that I did. My that, dad would be so proud. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, So it was there were certain things that I was that I did do. Uh, but I think that one of the biggest things that I think is very important that I think especially in our Communities isn't like isn't part of our lingo, isn't stuff that we really talk about a lot is investments, you know? Because you can save money, that's cool, you know. So you're saving a couple hundred dollars here and there, it adds up, you get a couple thousand, you're feeling cute, you have enough money to, you know, buy a car, you have enough money to, for a wedding or an engagement and stuff like that. Uh, but when you really look into investing that money and starting at an early age, or doing like a, a Roth RIA or RII, however you say it, um, you know, situation and putting in the money, saving the money that way from an early age, that has a very lucrative you know outcome um as well financially so i think that that's what i when i think about money and being younger i think about i needed i didn't have nobody around me and i also (laughs) didn't have the common sense in a way Mm -hmm. to be like you know what nobody around me knows about this stuff let me just google it or let me take a class or let me like just look into it it was just something that for some reason out of sight out of mind you know but i
0: have to say i feel like a lot of people find themselves in that you know Mm -hmm. like as a teacher, I, you know, when the seniors, they're kind of in their last few months of school, they immediately all start thinking of, how come we never learned about taxes? How come yeah. we never learned about this? Or opening up a credit card. Yes. Or, you know, there are a lot of things that, uh, you mm-hmm. know, schools also don't really, you know, to a certain extent, prepare you for, educate yes. you but on. That they, not, that they should. That they should, right? No one's should. talking about investments. You need yeah. to invest and you should do this and that and how that process even looks or how to mm-hmm. go about it, you know? So I feel like, you know, that it's, that's kind of a commonplace place to be in the Mm -hmm. i don't really know how to do it i wasn't taught don't really know and at that time i didn't have the drive to figure it out on my own
1: you know no it is true and i think that you know that that also speaks a lot about our educational system we see that a lot where people are like you know when was the last time i used the pythagorean (laughs) theorem it's like i haven't it's been 400 years i learned that from school uh but it would be important to know how to do your own taxes like there's people i don't know how to do their own taxes like that you know and it's weird because like in certain things like that I do my own taxes I learned I figured it out how to do it um you know and then so there's certain things that you kind of find in your 20s that you find yourself in a position of do I want to pay the money for somebody else to do it or do I just want to sit and do this in an hour or two knock it out and you figure it out Uh, but I do really wish I had the drive for that in reference to like investing you know whether it is just like getting even the money that you save like uh, I remember there was a time I had pretty uh, good amount of money saved up as well got myself a car all that other stuff but maybe I should have bought like a property or like an apartment and rented that out and then uh, you know invested money in that way as well uh, so for your youngins out there with you know a couple thousand dollars and your bank account sitting cute and you're <clears throat> thinking about going to Fiji think about it twice maybe invest that money some way um, you know or go to Fiji go to Fiji mom- first
0: of <laughs> all because <laughs> that's what I was yeah. going to say is my next one <laughs> Not to be afraid to try new things, right, and create yes. new experiences. That's in the sense different. of also traveling, yes.
1: right, and that could and that could demonstrate itself by investing. But go ahead, yes. go ahead.
0: you know what I mean. Investing in yourself, in yourself, you know in what your I mean. Health. I I don't know. So I I definitely think that travel is a big thing, right? Like I yeah. feel like you know you should at least once like go take a cool trip somewhere. Yes, you know, in my twenties we did a lot of missions trips, mm-hmm. right? So like for a few years back to back we would go to like a different country. So there we would kind of have the opportunity to like see things yeah. and experience things you know but even before that one of the things that i always said was that i wanted to go on a trip by myself like without my parents Mm -hmm. you know what i mean without my parents or family vacation or something like i want to take a trip by myself yeah and um i kind of had two opportunities um to do that one of them um was a missions trip and it Mm was um i believe my second year teaching and it was before i got married we went down to north carolina Mm -hmm. and we did like a trip down there um and that was you know fun but that was also by myself mm-hmm. for North Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. but then, but um, but it was something. And then I also went to Cali and Mexico. Right. That's true. So that was kind of like another opportunity. I had to go and like mm-hmm. be with, you know, other people, not my family and kind of go and like, again, it was more like I was yeah. doing poetry and spoke word and all that. But I remember even there were just little things on that. Like it sounds so dumb. Right. But like, I remember on that trip, there was this beach, right. That mm-hmm. was closed. And the only way to get on basically the other side, it was like a really nice beach apparently, right? And I don't know if they're going to come for me, but this is illegal or something. But um, you had to like climb this fence, right? Uh-huh. Okay, to, trespassing. Yes, yes. trespassing. Okay. Um, and, and they like, we do this all the time, like the people we were with and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I the just locals. remember the locals. And yeah. I remember in that moment kind of like being like, should I, should I not like, and just kind of be like, you know what? And for me, it wasn't the idea of trespassing. Mm. It was Do the, you climb the, the rocks. Oh. And the. <laughs> <they're not climbing laughs> rocks. so I have to, maybe I'll put up the picture this week on our stories and okay. I'll tag this so people can see it. But basically like it was, you had to like get onto this fence and uh. then, climbed this fence Mm. around right Mm -hmm. and underneath was just rocks and the waves crashing like if you fell you would have gotten real injured type deal but then once you crossed and you made it past that little section it was like beautiful and a beautiful sight and beautiful view long story short (laughs) i was just like i'm just gonna do it you Uh, know what i mean whatever so that's what i think of but Honestly, I think the idea of trying something new, whether even if it's new foods, right? Yes. We've spoken about this oh, before. Yeah, yeah, we have. Um, I can be very routine and not mm-hmm. try new things. So like there were foods I didn't try till my like late 20s, 28, mm. 29, you know, trying foods for the first time that I'm like, man, I really had opportunities to try this earlier and I didn't, yeah. right? So not being afraid to try something new, having new experiences. And I think we can easily get caught up in the routine of life. Yes. And we get so you know, used to that routine that we don't want to try something new or trying Mm -hmm. something new almost seems scary or out of our comfort zone or not in our norm. And we miss out on Mm -hmm. a lot of opportunities, you know what I mean?
1: No, I agree with that. And I think, you know, it is true. And it was funny. One of the things on my list is uh, to not wait till you have enough money to do something, which yeah. maybe goes a little contrary to what we we're saying in the beginning. But I think that especially for me in my 20s um, or even like lately, <clears throat> too, I think that I've, I've there's a lot of things I want to do. But then I'm also looking like, oh, but, I, you know, that can go to this bill or that can go to that or maybe we save for this or whatever. Um, and I'm always like, you know, when we have more money, I'll do it. When we have more money, I'll go on that trip. When we have more money, I'll buy that thing. When we have more money, I'll do that experience. Uh, but when you're always thinking about when I have more money, time keeps moving, it doesn't stop. So sometimes it's kind of like, you know what? I deserve that. I deserve that trip to Fiji. So let me go to Fiji (laughs) or, you know, I deserve that to go on that excursion or I deserve to do this or whatever, like an experience, um, type of situation, um, and do it. And I think that, you know, I, I, you you went on your your you said you got like two trips that you were able to do. I've never traveled with my family. I think like my immediate family. I think that our first not even last year we went we did this getaway with uh, for my son's birthday. My sister came with me, um with me and my wife and the kids and stuff like that. And her family. I think that was the first time we traveled <laughs> together. And not you with uh, your kids. So no, your not with my kids. I'm talking like my mom, past, my sister, yeah, and stuff mom, like that, whatever. Yep. So like you know when I went to Puerto Rico, I didn't go with my family. I went with my friends. When I went on a cruise. I didn't go with my family. I went with my friends. Uh, when I went to the Dominican Republic the first time, I didn't go with my family. I went with friends. Um, so I think that, you know, those were opportunities and experiences that I cherish, um, that it really all happened in a time frame of maybe like two years in my 20s. So it was like, I got like these two years where I was crazy traveling all over the world, and then it stopped. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know so i wish i would have continued that a little bit more um and not only with the traveling but like different experiences and stuff like that uh you know it's like you live in new york and you've never been to the statue of liberty i've never been to the statue of liberty me neither you know so it's kind of like that's so we're gonna go to the statue of liberty we'll do a we're vlog, vlog yeah, yeah we'll bring you along. uh you know so, but it's like there's simple things that you can do mm-hmm. that is kind of like you're like oh yeah i'll go when i got time i go when i got time but then i don't know something may happen and that thing that you're that's on your list to do may no longer be available for you to do. Yeah. Or you may no longer have the ability to go to that place. So don't wait if you can. And it's not going to be, you know, it's not like you're skipping out on rent to go right, do this right. thing. But if it's one of those things where it's like, you know what, I'm going to dip into my savings a little to have an experience or to do something for yourself. Definitely go ahead and do it.
0: Yeah, and I I think that idea is also applicable to so many different areas of our life. Sometimes we feel like we have to have everything super mapped out, planned out before we can take a step. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, um, we need, like, God to tell us everything before we begin to do something. And I think there are moments where it's like, you know what, I'm going to take a step, see how this goes, and then if it's working out, I'll take another step. And sometimes you really just have to do that, you know? That's true. Um, And as you were talking, it's funny, I have something else on my list here, but... It's the idea of taking time for yourself. Mm. I think that oftentimes, or at least for me, right. In my twenties, I was very much, um, super involved in ministry for Mm -hmm. so many years. Mm -hmm. Right. And I, like I said, missions trips and at, you know, I had put out poetry albums like every weekend was doing stuff. I was doing stuff with how, and you know, stuff within the church and just outreach stuff. And I, have no regrets when it comes to that, right? Yeah. Or the amount of time I spent doing that. But I also think it's super important that you take out time. For yourself mm-hmm. outside of those things Yes. so for you it may not be ministry for you it could be your job or mm-hmm. your career you're very career minded and very career focused and even when you're not in your job you're thinking about it coming up with new plans strategies and ideas and things to implement right and um, everything you kind of begin to look at it through that lens mm-hmm. and you kind of lose other parts of who you are mm-hmm. when you don't take out time for yourself right when you don't take out time to do something that you like or to explore something that you like or trying to explore a new hobby or a new interest right and then you realize like oh my goodness i'm in my late 20s or i'm in my 30s and for so many years i was just devoting time to this organization and that organization or this church and that church or this that i really didn't take out time for myself yeah right so it's like what experience do i have apart from those things Mm -hmm. right who am i outside of that and i think that anytime you are super passionate about something or driven about something, it kind of becomes everything to you. It becomes your focus. And you just have to be careful that even with those things that you enjoy doing, those things that you love, those things that you are a part of, that you take out time for yourself.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's very important because I identify that identify with that a lot because practically my whole life has been something that I've super mega dedicated into ministry. You know, I've been the young kid that was in leadership, you know, before he was 18, I was, leader, I was a leader of something. Um, and that followed through into my 20s as well. And I think that the danger, and I think that as Christians, um, we think that it is a good thing to use that as your identity you know i am ministry pro you know all my life i dedicated to ministry that's what i want to do that's what i want to do and we look at like you will look at a person who's a workaholic and be like bro you need to chill but you would never say that about a person that feels the same way about ministry you Mm -hmm. would be like oh that person's on fire that person's in love with the lord he's you know you think use all these great terminologies um to cover up kind of like an obsession in a way that can become negative. And the reason why it, bec- it can become negative is because you have people, look, there. when the pandemic happened, there was a lot of leaders and pastors that all of a sudden found themselves in controversy because they were no longer in front of their congregation. The thing that they were you know, so passionate about and dedicated their time, now they found themselves with a whole bunch of free time and didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. And unfortunately, if you're someone who the only thing you invest your time, energy, uh, money, or whatever into is strictly just ministry, when you're given an opportunity or something happens, maybe a bad thing happens, where you no longer can do that, you find you, you find yourself in a place where you don't know what to do. You don't know who you are. You don't know what you should do. You don't know where to go. Um, and that could be a negative thing to do. And I yeah. think that with everything in life, we have to find a balance and that includes ministry as well so if you see someone or if you find yourself where the only thing you do 24 hours a day seven days a week is strictly leadership or strictly ministry or strictly work or strictly whatever you really need to be able to take a step back and be like okay i have to figure out a way in here to give myself a break because if not burnout is knocking on your door and when burnout hits you it is not cute
0: and the sooner you figure that out, the better, right? Yeah. That's why you know, wishing when I was 22, 23 years old, <laughs> right? That's um, Listen, we're that's speaking from experience, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I yeah. think um I wish I knew.
1: You know, one of the things that I was thinking about also, like we spoke about money and we spoke about um like fun stuff. Uh, but I also think, at least for me personally, I think that one of the things that I wish I would have done uh, was like to be able to take like an interest introspective look at yourself and like really identify those hidden gems that you have within you like you know there's certain things that maybe you dedicate your life like you make a decision oh i'm gonna go to school for education or i'm gonna go to school for business um and you kind of like settle on that and you're like all right that's what i'm gonna do you invest your time energy in college or you build a career out of it but then you find yourself kind of feeling like yo this is is this all I'm going to do? But a lot of times people find themselves feeling like that in their 30s and 40s, kind of when the opportunity where it was easier to shift gears or easier to expand your yourself with um, has kind of passed or it's maybe a little more difficult to do. Um, so, like, that's one of the things that I wish I would have done in my 20s, which is like really like, sit back and be like, you know what? What are are your other interests? What are the other things that you really find joy and love doing that you need to expand on, that you need to, like, really maybe dedicate a little bit more time out of that? And also, it could turn into a side hustle. It could turn into a hobby. Maybe you create a team, and now you have a a sports team, a church sports team or something. It doesn't have to be churchy, but, you know, we are Christian. You can Mm -hmm. do it. Uh, You know, and there's other things that you could have done on top of ministry or on top of just your career that would have been fun and would have been something that you enjoyed.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because as you're talking, it kind of leads into what I was going to say next um, because sometimes when you find those hobbies, right, Mm -hmm. or you find those things or those interests that maybe you never really, you know, took time to, like, you know, sit on them and think about them and, like, Mm -hmm. what can I do? How can I expand this? Sometimes, let's say, if you do expand on it or, like, work at it or something, um, it's so easy to compare yourself to others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that, um, you know, I think – When you're in your 20s it's Mm. like you need to not do because there will always be someone that's better than you you Mm -hmm. know um and i think for me um there was a moment where i just remember i would through social media right other people who are doing similar things as i was always this idea of you know but they do it so much better Mm. or they do it in such a way that i won't be able to do that right and i think it took me a while to get to the place of accepting You know, the unique way I do something. Mm -hmm. Right. For instance, if I'm talking about the spoken word aspect, you know, like um, the way I do it is not necessarily the way it's, you know, traditionally known to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time I tried to do it the way others did or I would work and try to, you know, sound like someone else or, you know, write like someone else. And it took eventually for me to get to a place of accepting, you know, this is my style. This is the way I do it. I'm going to be okay. with this Mm -hmm. and i think that in your 20s you're looking you have so many people around you whether they're older you know kind of doing so many different things and you know you aspire to be like someone or you aspire and you're or inspired by someone and it's easy to fall into the trap of either not starting something because you Mm -hmm. feel like it's not good because of comparison or um not pursuing something feeling like you know i do have this gift or this talent but I'm just going to keep it here and not really go the extra mile because I'll never make it to be like that individual Mm. or I'll never sound like that. So I think the comparison game is definitely something in your 20s, it will happen, whether it's, you know, people getting married and you're not married yet, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're in your late 20s or, you know, owning houses or having kids and you just feel like, you know... I wanted to have kids by now, I wanted to be married by now, I wanted to ha- own my first home. I wanted to have my career already, yeah. and it's not happening. You know, that comparison game can be definitely um, a discouragement mm-hmm. if,
1: if it's not checked. Yeah, and it's weird because I, I I start to think back, and that I never had that. Like that wasn't something that I had or like I dwelled on um, with like I never compared myself to anyone. I think that what I did do was be hard on myself. So it was, like, the idea of we would do something, uh, especially, like, creative stuff. Like, we would create something, whatever, and we, like, people would look at it and be, like, that was amazing, or that was great, or that really touched me, or that really ministered to me, or whatever the situation is. Um, But I would look at it with a critical eye and be, like... That could have been better. That could have been fixed. This The timing on this was right, wrong. Right. Like, you know, that whole thing about just, like, looking at it and be like, okay, now we got to do better. So now we got to go harder. Now we got to go, you know, whatever. Um, and never really taking the opportunity to just really, like, bask (laughs) in the moment of it. I never (laughs) did. It was really like I was never sitting around comparing myself, like, oh, this person did it better than me. Right. I was always like, you could have done it better. Right. Well like I that's
0: and we've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. Like I've never sat down after doing something been like,
1: you killed
0: that. Yeah. That is what I'm talking like I've never had that feeling let's say Mm -hmm. because it's always like you said i could have done that better i could have said this better i could have been Mm -hmm. clear on that and that's like the first thing that comes to mind where you have to kind of train your mind Mm -hmm. to not do that and be like okay we'll get to that later but you know what you did great yeah. and you actually pushed through and yeah there were sound problems yeah this happened yeah that happened but you you pushed through mm-hmm. you had a bad day today but look you know what you pushed yeah. through and did it and, and it came out great give yourself some grace give yourself some credit yes. and it's so easy to beat yourself up over things and especially if you're a critical person like we can be I think it's sometimes you know when someone comes to say how great it was you're immediately thinking of yeah but mm-hmm. all these things
1: yeah. but you know it was it fine was, <laughs> I, like I had to that because I would have been like oh yeah you know it was okay and then eventually i had to adapt glory to the lord yes glory to god like that type of thing (laughs) like deflecting it even though in my head i was going through the 43 things yeah that didn't go as it should have but to the regular person that's watching it or looking at whatever happened to them it was amazing spectacular right but to you because you know you know what it could have been, you know, the potential behind it. And, you know, you have high standards for yourself if you're that type of person. Um, it doesn't allow you to enjoy the ride. Because now I look back at something, I'll be like, yo, we were killing it. Right, right. But I wasn't feeling like that. At the time. At the time. So, yeah. Yeah. You go.
0: I agree. <laughs> I, I would No, because I was going to say, you know, the importance uh, of being present, too. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's so easy looking back mm-hmm. to now be like man we did do a great job Mm -hmm. you know that was pretty cool when i did that you know but in the moment not being present in that moment right sometimes you know we have to kind of learn be present soak it in stay with it for a while um you know one thing that i think in my 20s that i wish i would have learned early on was the idea that communication matters Mm. the idea that you have to express yourself you have to let people know Mm -hmm. how you feel Right, how they made you feel. Mm-hmm. You have to probably have difficult conversations and hard conversations, and communication makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes you'll wait till something happens to then try to hash things out, yeah. and that doesn't always work. We'll wait till you know an argument, or we'll wait till um, you know just a moment where then it's almost like not that it's too late, but now we're just talking about everything else besides mm-hmm. actually what the issue is. Yeah, um, and I think you know when you're in your 20s and life is kind of sometimes moving at a fast pace you can easily put things in the back burner and not talk about it Mm -hmm. you can easily ignore things thinking that it'll just go away on its own and things will not just go away on its own you know what i mean it may disappear for some time but it will always come back Mm -hmm. and i think that until you have the conversations until you communicate your feelings both good and bad Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like letting people know how they blessed your life letting them know how they impacted you letting them no, man, that was great. What you did. Great job. Like you know, communicate that's part of communication as well. Yeah, but also letting people know, like, man, that hurt me when you said that. Mm-hmm. What did you mean when you say this? Because this is what I have in my head, and I want to make sure that it's not that. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think communication solves so many problems, and it's, you know, so hard once time passes, it's put on the back burner. We don't talk about it. then we try to talk about it, and mm-hmm. it's not successful because yeah. we didn't talk about it when it needed to be spoken about
1: yeah and i think that a lot of that could also be cultural like you know there's certain families or certain like groups of people that are very like every day we sit down and we have dinner together and we speak about our day and if i notice that you blink twice which is really weird usually bring through three times i'm gonna bring it up to you like there's people that are there's families that are very like that yeah um and then there's other families like mine <laughs> that was not like that and i think that It's a skill that you have to self-develop because you go your whole life, especially if you're someone that was like living at home. Maybe you lived at home until the age of 18 and then all of a sudden you go away to college. Now you find yourself in a position where you're kind of like still carrying your baggage and everything you learned growing up in the last 18 years. Um, So then you bring it into your 20s where if your family wasn't communicating communicative um and they were the type of family that they would just like be upset at each other not talk to each other for three days and then your mom would be like are you hungry and then that was her way of apologizing yeah. then you bring that skill with you <laughs> into the 20s uh, of you know being mad at people and then just randomly being like you want to go bowling but <laughs> when that happens you still have unresolved and we've spoken about this i think a trillion times yeah you still have unresolved issues that you haven't addressed um so you really have to like do uh, a look at yourself and be like you know what I'm going to take a I'm going to be brave because it's really putting yourself out there to really have those conversations with people. And it's going to feel weird and it's going to feel clunky and it's going to feel awkward because you still haven't developed the ability and the tools um, that is going to help you communicate better. But the only way to get better at it is to do it more often.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So communication is important. It matters. And, um, you know, something I have written down here that. um, I think is important is the idea that it's okay Mm -hmm. to have friends Mm -hmm. and not have friends be friends that will be your friends forever. True. Right. So I think when I was younger in my twenties, right. In my younger twenties, I think I thought that the people I have around me, like these Mm -hmm. people are going to be my friends forever. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of have that like illusion sometimes where Mm -hmm. like, you know, Because, you know, we're good, we talk about things, this, that, like, you know, and you just kind of have this image in your mind or this perspective that, you know what, we are going to be friends forever, regardless of what happens, right? And I think it's important to keep in mind that not everyone who maybe your friends within a particular time in your life will be a friend forever. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know what I mean? And, um, I think in your twenties, especially you're looking for your circle. You're mm-hmm. looking for people to be around. You're looking for your tribe. You're looking for your squad, you're know, all this stuff. And you know, you know, sometimes you make good choices. Sometimes you make bad choices. Sometimes you pick great people. Sometimes you pick people that aren't good for you. And it's kind of that whole journey. And then when you find people and you find friends, you're almost like, yes, I have these people in my life and we are going to make it to the end. Mm. And sometimes it's okay with recognizing, you know what? I don't know if we'll be friends forever. Mm. I don't know where life is going to take us. But for right now, this season, These are my people, and Mm -hmm. that's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't need to place this pressure or this expectation or, you know, these unreasonable ideas that we're going to just be friends forever, and this is the lens I'm looking at it through. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think there are individuals where you'll have a special connection and you'll know like this person's going to be my friend for a very long time. Mm. But then I think there are other people where you may have that expectation and it doesn't happen for whatever reason. And then you're left extremely heartbroken Mm. or you're left extremely hurt or extremely pained. And it's almost like recognizing that there are people that come and go in your life and there are people that are in your life for a season. They may not be there forever. And you have to kind of come to the acceptance and the recognition that It's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay that these are the people that are around me now. And if in ten years from now life takes us in different directions, things happen, and instead of all you know, thirteen of us being super close friends, it's only eight of us that really you know maintain this connection of this group together. Then that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean.
1: Yeah, you know, I think the the advice is very valid and it's very true. And it's really something that you just learn through life. But I think it's one it's very tough to be to apply it, (laughs) you know, because no one goes even if you're going away to college and you're there for four years and you make friends. No one's thinking. Okay, we're just going to be friends for these 4 years. Because of the bond and the relationship you build, you are operating under the mindset, under the assumption, under the idea, under the illusion that this is my homie forever or this is my friend forever, right? You th- so So you
0: think that there are people that go into friendships or relationships thinking from the
1: mm-hmm. beginning best friends forever? I wouldn't say from the beginning. I think that once, you know, if I meet you know, someone today. You know, OK, they're cool. But I think that after a time going by where you build a relationship and a friendship and stuff like that, you're not thinking, oh, there's an expiration date. Maybe another year will be mm-hmm. cool. And then mm-hmm. well, at least for me, I don't want right, to speak right. for everybody else. I, I think see. the majority of people don't go into it thinking that way. Um, so let, that's why I prefer to be saying the 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 advice is true and it's valid Mm -hmm. but i also think it's one of those things that no matter how many times people tell you in the moment you're not thinking there may be an expiration date Mm -hmm. on this relationship i think what you have to do is just have the maturity within you that if it does happen You know, whether it be they moved away, so it wasn't even a fight, it was just you know, they got a job opportunity in England and then they had to move to Europe or something like that, or you know, anything. You know, it could be a very simple change, or if it wasn't a a fallout, that you have to be like, that stung because it's gonna sting regardless, yeah, Uh, amicable uh, departure or not. Uh, but you got to be okay with it, and I think that's really. Being okay with it is really mm-hmm. the, the lesson. And uh, moving
0: into your next yeah. friendship, and relationship. Friendship and if you have
1: to, you know, take some time and like really like work out, you know, um, the idea of reconnecting with other people yeah. and stuff like that. You know, you do that. There's people that they, they work through those situations differently. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of what it is. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about that's on my list um, was the idea of being alone. Um, you know, like there's a difference between alone and there's a difference between lonely. Um, so, you know, like the idea of being lonely is not a good thing. Like you shouldn't feel lonely. Like people mm-hmm. should be able to feel like they have somebody to be with and yeah. stuff like that or whatever. I think the idea of being alone, um, which I think is a, one of the things that was on my list was I should have, you know, I think that for me it was very different. Like it was a very weird process. Cause I think for that, for most of my life up almost until my twenties, like, right before my 20s, I was kind of a loner. Like, I had people around me, but it wasn't really, like, the, you know, I, it was more like I was their friend, they weren't mine type of a thing. Yeah. So, it was, like, really weird. So, it was, like, really loner. And then because of ministry and because of other things, all of a sudden this new world and horizon was opened up to me. All of a sudden you have everybody around you. Everybody wanted to be your friends. Uh, But the idea of you go from, especially if you're someone that had the trajectory that I did, which is like kind of always wanting people around you, like always wanting to be, you know, have friends and have people to go to movies with, have people to go to do this, go do that. And then when you have it, it's kind of like, oh, this is too much. (laughs) So it's kind of like being, like finding the joy to be able to just sit down within yourself you know like there's things like um like I would do now like recently which I'll just go to Barnes and Noble grab a book sit down have a coffee by myself like Mm -hmm. it's like like be able to enjoy your own presence and not having to always constantly be surrounded uh, by other people I think that there's people that especially in your 20s it's hard to find that where it's okay to be with yourself it's fine it's perfectly fine to find that alone time to yourself maybe catch a movie by yourself or go for a drive go for a walk you know go out to eat by yourself um those things are okay it doesn't look it may look weird to somebody looking at it from the outside but sometimes you just need that r&r time with yourself
0: yeah and last thing on my list that i have here is perspective okay and i think in your 20s um you sometimes see things just through one lens. Mm. You see things for what it is, for what's in front of you and that's it. Yes. And I think we need to remember that, you know, everything that is seen that my life is not to. all that is to be seen. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that sometimes, you know, we see things and we immediately, because of what we see, we have now the whole story laid out, the yeah. conclusion laid out, how it's going to end, what's going to happen. And it's like, Chill. Mm -hmm. That's one perspective. You're looking at it from one point of view. Mm -hmm. And we can take this into so many different lanes. Right. The perspective of everyone kind of has their own perspective on things Mm. to you. You thought it was that they're thinking it's something else. You got to talk about that. You know what I mean? There's so many things. But I think when you look at your struggles, when you look at the obstacles you face in your life, when you look at the challenges you face. If you're looking at it just from the perspective of this always happens to me, Hmm. this doesn't happen to anyone else. This is my life. This is my story. This is always a situation I'm in. That's one perspective that you're looking at it Mm -hmm. from. You know what I mean? And it's difficult to take yourself out of that and look at it from a different perspective, a different angle, a different point of view. But sometimes you have to do that. You know, it's so easy to just think, you know, the perspective of. You know, God forgot about me. God abandoned me. God forgot Mm. about this that he said. You're looking at it from that perspective. Now, let's look at it from a different perspective. You know, what is God trying to teach you in this moment? What is he trying to bring out of you? What is he trying to show you? You know what I mean? What are you not doing that's not allowing God to then do what he needs to do? So it's all about perspective. And I think when you are in your 20s, sometimes we can just look at things from one angle, one way, and that's what it is. And sometimes you have to learn to look outside of that, get out. Out of that position, out of that perspective and look from a different one.
1: Yeah. And I think that that is also a really cool one. You know, what I had on my the last thing that I had on my list was um, to like really be aware of when you're upset. What are you really upset about? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there's times where there, a situation happens and it's the, kind of like the trigger that gets you upset but in reality you're upset about something else it could be something a lot more deeper it could be a lot something that is really more about you and less about them or the situation that happened um where i think that a lot of times if you're not someone who is self-aware enough To really identify Why am I mad Why am I upset Why did that bother me as much Or why am I so annoyed by that Then you're really putting The attention and the energy Into the wrong thing So if at an early You know in your 20s Early on You're able to identify You know The reason why I got upset Wasn't because you came at me Or the reason I got upset Wasn't because It didn't work out that way It was more because Of this You know It was more because of that Like I wanted to be in control Of the situation But I wasn't You know If I was in control Of the situation I feel like it would've Happened differently Or it's really more because of a disappointment or it's maybe you know there's different layers to things where I feel like a lot of times it's very easy to kind of like blame something else when it's really more of an internal issue that you really have to like look at and have that perspective to like really address that so it's no longer an issue moving forward
0: yeah and again you know
1: I think life is a series
0: of lessons and experiences you have to go through certain things you know we could tell you stuff people told us stuff you know what I mean when we were in the middle of it and sometimes you just have to experience it and you have to go through it but there are also moments where you just remember what someone else said Mm -hmm. and what someone else warned you about or encouraged you about and that also can make a difference so um, you know if you are in your 20s -hmm. right and you're in the middle of it you know this is these are just our experiences listen at the end of
1: the day honestly regardless of what age you are this is stuff that you can apply life in life in general so if you're 30 if you're 40 50 60 70 if you're in your teens you know these are things that Each one of the things that we mentioned, you should just take a moment, reflect on it. You know, oh, I'm good in that area. Check. If I'm not, then how can you get better?
0: Yeah. So let us know what are things (laughs) you wish you knew when you were
1: in your 20s? cool so thank yeah. you once again for tuning in as always
0: yes follow us on social media on instagram yeah. and facebook at god life culture podcast subscribe to us on youtube you can check out the visuals for each episode yes. you can listen to us on apple spotify anchor wherever you listen to your podcast make sure to leave us a review a rating
1: let us know what you think and tune in every week for a new episode yeah so thank you once again for tuning in to the latest episode of the god life culture podcast that's god, god life, life culture. culture until next time see you Uh, Bye. Bye.